Hello and welcome to the 9 in 10 News for the Community by the Community podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Hunter, and having grown up in northern Michigan, something I have always personally loved about this area is the love and support that comes from every corner of these northern Michigan communities. So the goal of this podcast is to promote and get to know the many local nonprofits and charities and their work along with individuals who really leave an impact on their communities through outreach or volunteering. If you ever want to nominate a group or individual, please send me an email. That's at Courtney Hunter, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-H-U-N-T-E-R at 9in10news.com. I'd love to hear all about who's making a difference where you live. Today is our very first episode of For the Community by the Community, where we're featuring all sorts of nonprofits, charities. And today I am joined by Judy Coffey from Project Christmas. Hi, Judy. Good afternoon. How have you been? I'm great. How are you? I'm excited to be here with you. Good. Tell me a little bit about what is Project Christmas? What's your goal? Project Christmas is a group that was organized, uh, this is our 31st Project Christmas coming up this weekend, uh, by five women sitting up at one of our local restaurants one day saying, we need to do something better to help people at Christmas time who are in need. And so the goal has been since the very beginning is to help people who are in need uh, to have truly a good Christmas. And you said it was just just a group of women who said, this is something we want to do. Five leaders, uh, women leaders from the various social agencies in the community realized that some people were getting adequately taken care of at Christmas and others uh, just really didn't have anything. And so how can we help people's dignity to remain intact, help people to have a good Christmas, and to feel good about being able to ask for help because that's important. People sometimes are reluctant to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And you refer to the community, that's the Cadillac community, correct? How- Cadillac, and we also serve both Wexford and Masaki counties. Uh, several years ago when the DHS offices came together, we started serving both counties. Okay. Were you one of those five women? No, I wasn't, but my best friend was one of them. So she kind of got you involved? Yes, she did. She so, managed to get me involved in a number of things over time. <laughs> so what exactly is your involvement with Project Christmas? Currently, uh, uh, this past year and for several years, I've been doing uh, a great deal of their publicity, uh, interacting with uh, media in the community and giving opportunities for people to do podcasts like this <laughs> or uh, interviews or the uh, Cadillac News has been generous with uh, their publication also to help spread the word about what we're doing. Yeah, I know you guys were on the four last year, right? Yes. In fact, we were on the four twice. Uh, that was really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were. So what are the other, so you're kind of the, the publicist of the group. Yes. What, what are the other roles that you have? Well, the, it's interesting how the uh, uh, Project Christmas is organized. Uh, there is a board of directors, uh, an executive board, uh, that has about 12 persons on it, a few of them ex-officio type people, uh, for example, from the Salvation Army and from Friends Ministry in Lake City and from Love in the Name of Christ in Cadillac uh, area. And then there's uh, people, the, you know, president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, and then some ex-officio, uh, not ex-officio, some uh, at-large members. So they, they kind of uh, man the ship, so to speak. And then there's a planning committee that has about 47, eight people on it. 
uh, and they take care of the various areas that we do for Project Christmas in order to make it work. Mm -hmm. They're the sort of hands-on-deck people um, making things happen. And how does someone get on that committee or become one of those volunteers? Well, it, some of us have been around for a while, and, and uh, there's been turnover in leadership, which is, is a natural and a good thing. Uh, for example, let me use myself as an example. Uh, our church was on the original group of people uh, who's, who were present and accounted for early on. We've done, this might seem a little strange, but gift wrapping uh, for people who come. And part of why that was initiated was because in the old days, if you went into Ace Hardware or into Millikan's or into Cochran's, some of the old-time stores in downtown Cadillac, um, they would gift wrap your gifts for you. And we thought, well, why not have people get their gifts gift wrapped who come to Project Christmas? And so our church for a long time uh, did that under the direction of now the late Sally Sheridan. And she would go from store to store and ask for wrapping paper. And we still, believe it or not, have a roll of wrapping paper from Ace <laughs> oh Hardware, uh, one of those big ones that you put on a, on, on a thing and you can tear it tears off, you know. Yeah, it's like industrial size wrapping yes. paper. Yes, oh yes, it, it's heavy. Um, but over time, uh, we, we did that for quite a while. And then there was not a lot of, we began to expand Project Christmas and there was not a lot of physical space to do gift wrapping. So we see it for several years and uh, we decided to bring it offer it again and uh, they took us up on it and we said self-funded it uh, so uh, this past year I uh, my my good friend stopped two years ago in this past year I handed it over uh, to another person who was I when I went out this morning just to see how things were running uh, was there with a bunch of paper in her arms getting ready to set up the gift wrapping area and I thought, oh, isn't this wonderful? I'm going to go do a wonderful podcast with Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think that's the sweetest little touch because you're right. There is something so magical about getting your stuff and then having it wrapped professionally, yes. you know, <laughs> and it's it's a nice little touch. It, it really is. And people, uh, you know, so they don't have to worry about they can take the presents out of there in, in their their uh, plastic bag, mm -hmm. you know, and put it in the closet and their uh, kids are none the wiser what's in the bag. And Well, and it's one less thing they have to worry about, yes. too. Yes. Is even buying the gift wrapping supplies. You guys have that as well. Truly. Yes. So is Project Christmas technically a nonprofit, or what's your status there? We are a 501c3. We applied for that um, several years ago. Uh, it took us a little while to get that, and that's when we initiated the board of directors had, was initiated during that process before we sort of worked as a committee of the whole, uh, which you can imagine with a bunch of leaders sitting in the room <laughs> together. Sometimes that got a little complicated, but uh, it's it runs pretty smoothly considering how many people are involved and, and right. how many things need to be done for it. Now, for anybody who might be listening who may benefit from something like Project Christmas, are there different qualifications and what, what qualifies somebody? They, they are screened. Everybody who calls in uh, uh, are screened in terms of uh, a percentage of poverty is our, is our guideline. Uh, the board sets that percentage on the advice of DHHS, uh, who partners with us in, in a lot of uh, real positive ways. 
Um, in, in the beginning, in fact, they used to be the screeners and the signer-upper people. Um, now we have both these organizations that have come to the forefront and have helped us immensely with that uh, through volunteers coming in uh, to, to people the phones during the uh, registration time. So there, most, we rarely turn someone down. I believe last year it was less than five people were turned down. And the income difference was, you know, very small, $100, $200. Those persons are served then later uh, in the month by the Salvation Army. Okay. So. Yeah, like you mentioned earlier, you felt the, the, the creators of Project Christmas felt there was an underserved group, and this is specifically that underserved group. Well, anybody who comes to us has been pretty much underserved for a long time. And some people, uh, you know, maybe had to use it for a couple of years and then things got better in their lives. Somebody got laid off from a job. If you recall the big recession a decade mm -hmm. or so ago, uh, we served that year 1,100 families. Uh, wow. It was huge uh, because it, it just people were really in trouble. They didn't have employment. Uh, you know, or their hours got so reduced, they things just weren't working for them. So, yeah, uh, we we're, we stand ready. Yeah, it, well, it just breaks your heart, especially during this time of year. You know, when if you can do something to help them, like why not? Yeah, you know, you ought to see the stuff that's already at the arena, uh, mm -hmm. ready to go for this weekend. So, yeah. wow. <laughs> so, if you were to try and convince somebody to get involved. Um, what would you tell them? Like why, and, and I know this is sometimes with charity, it's kind of that double-edged, it's almost you benefit from it because you feel good helping somebody. So true. Tell me a little bit about your experience with that. What are some of your most powerful memories from being part of this? I think it's, uh, the, the people are so grateful. Uh, I, I, I've, I, in all the years I've helped, and I've helped almost all the years that it's been in existence, uh, the the great the gratitude of the people, um, even if they've come multiple times, it's we are so glad for this. It's the only thing we've got. I I know a couple who lives in this community. They're up in their uh, the husband's over seventy now. The wife is over sixty five now, and uh, they've been coming for quite a while. And it is all they have. Uh, their Christmas, if they get you know the grocery, you know the the food supplies stuff that we give out. They take that uh, ham or turkey, whatever it is, they cut it up, they freeze it, they use it. It's their Christmas dinner and several other dinners. Uh, so grateful for what, what they get. And, and parents coming where they didn't think they could get anything for their kids. You know, dad's been out of work and we're, we're you know, we're making it. We're barely getting dinners and, and we can at least get the kids some gifts. And there's something really powerful uh, about gratitude and uh, it warms my heart and I know when I'm grateful life's a whole lot better than when I'm not mm -hmm. so and what a great way to feel that by is through by helping other people yes so much so true and uh, there are times people come and they're they're quite frightened to come into the room it's a big space there's overwhelming. a lot it's very overwhelming there's a lot of people in the space at any given time and occasionally we'll get someone who'll come through the door and they're shaking, they've never been there, and uh, we surround them uh, and just hold on to them for a few minutes and talk to them, and then we look in the line to see who's going to be able to help them walk through and uh, usually get a couple of really good mm -hmm. people to walk around with them so uh, they can, you know, just be guided around and not 
have to worry. Um, well, not be alone in that overwhelming situation yeah. is is huge too. It's it is overwhelming when you you've got a room. Every half hour, we send through a 50, 52 family, wow. you know, families. That's 100 families plus an hour coming into that room, not counting all the people who are there volunteering. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a lot of commotion and people, and um, some people can not handle that physically, right. uh, or just are, you know, frightened. Mm-hmm. They just get frightened. Yeah. And, um, so we work real hard to make sure people are comfortable in the room and get what they need. And we have people stationed around the room to uh, alert uh, if someone needs some extra help. So Yeah. So that is Saturday, December 7th, right? Yes. Walk me through, paint that picture for me of what's going to happen this weekend. So right now, uh, starting yesterday, we, we have already begun setting up. It takes several days to get this set up. Uh, Bless their hearts, our, our wonderful um, local Meyer store comes with pallets of things for us. We unload. Uh, we have an, another company that allows us, to, uh, gives us a uh, truck to store things in as, as the buyers buy things. They bring that truck up to the back of the, the WEX and uh, we start on loading. And we have a forklift. We run the forklift most of two, uh, Wednesday. And so today, uh, there's a lot of stuff in the room already, but there's more stuff coming. <laughs> and uh, right now, when I went out there a little while ago, uh, there was a group of uh, kids, I would uh, students, I would assume they were from the middle school. That's uh, about the age they looked, and they were moving canned goods every which way. Uh, we just, uh, you can't imagine how many canned goods we get uh, to, to help mm-hmm. this large group of folk who show up. And uh, the, the drop boxes had all come in, and they were being sorted, and they'll be inventoried later this afternoon. So all that occurs, and then all the stuff that people have been storing at their house, that you know, the chairs of the different areas uh, have been storing at their house, that all comes in. And so by tomorrow um, morning, tomorrow afternoon, the room will totally be pretty much ready to go. Um, for Saturday morning, we open at eight o'clock. It's pretty early. Uh, <laughs> Worth it though. <laughs> it's pretty early. Um, the the uh, core staff's expected to be there at seven, so it's really quite an early day. But uh, it's exciting to see people are already lined up uh, by uh, before seven thirty. There are yeah. people lined up for the eight o'clock slots, so they're ready to come and. Um, be part of it and and we have various uh, tables of things Um, for example if you have a a two-year-old we have a zero to four-year-old table so there will be a pro gift age-appropriate gifts on those tables and so we have the various age groups family family gifts books oh my goodness we have gorgeous Mm -hmm. books underwear Uh, think about it you can maybe buy some used clothing at one of our wonderful uh, second-hand uh, stores in town, and we have some really good ones. But underwear is not... You want that fresh. Yeah, yeah, a little fresher than... <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, fortunately, Zion Church has an underwear uh, pantry, and they come every year. Everybody who comes gets a, 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 some form of underwear and socks, uh, which is kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you guys will have food, you will have gifts and necessities even for all these people. That's Saturday, December 7th at the WEX. Right. And you said you start at 8? We, the gates open at 8 o'clock, yes. And is there an end time or just until? When, until we, everybody served. Uh, everybody who is registered gets a letter in the mail. Uh, it came out last weekend, as I understand it, uh, saying you your time is 8 o'clock or mm-hmm. your time is 11 o'clock, whatever, uh, as, the, as people slot, call in. Yeah. They're slotted in uh, to these various time slots. So... I can say last year we walked out of there at five after six. Uh, the last folks came and uh, around four o'clock, and, and I think this year the last folks are scheduled about three thirty. Do you uh, know how many are expected to serve this year? Around eight hundred and fifty families, representing about twenty eight hundred people. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of lot of folk. And it's a lot of help. All within you said Wex from Masaki, right? Yes. That's yes. awesome. So. so is it too late for someone to volunteer for the 7th? I, I, I would say yes. Okay. Uh, because we, um, they could try. Mm-hmm. They could go up on our website. Uh, if they go to the Facebook page, they can find the website. There's a link into that website right off of the Facebook page. And they could type in, and our volunteer coordinator may respond to them, or she might be overwhelmed. Right. One of the biggest needs that we have is getting people to help walk around with the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we try to put two people on each each family, particularly if it's a larger family. Mm-hmm. If you're carrying around a bunch of toys. It's a lot of stuff. And, and all of that. If, if you're a single person, one person can manage it or even a couple. Uh, but when you get into, and we have some large families coming this year, mm-hmm. uh, quite large families, a number of uh, seven-person families, eight-person families. Because wow. yeah. uh, when we do registration, we're able to read out uh, the various family sizes, the various ages of people. So our gift buyers mm-hmm. uh, know what they need to target. You know, right. uh, if, if you've got a lot of 13-year-old boys, then it's a certain kind of thing you're right. going to want to exactly. make sure you have on They're hand. not going to want the My Little Ponies and things like that. That's exactly right. <laughs> so uh, our, our registrar person is really great, at, at, and she has a really wonderful program, and she can just read that out for everybody. So Awesome. Well, since it may be too late now, walk me through, what do you guys do throughout the year to prepare for this, and how can, you know, if somebody's listening to this, say, after the 7th and, and the event has already passed, how can people help you throughout the year? Well, we, we receive funds all, all year long. Just uh, know that because we like to take advantage of the after-holiday sales, mm-hmm. uh, and we can get some, you know, a, a good bang for, our, uh, for the donation dollar uh, in those. And so some of the tables uh, look for those special sales and are allotted a certain dollar amount. Uh, to early in the year as things come on sale to begin purchasing. So it is, to some degree, we purchase off and on all, all year. The intense purchasing, of course, occurs in the fall months. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, you're probably aware that because Thanksgiving was so late mm-hmm. and Project Christmas is being held a week earlier than normal, the WEX asked us if we would take the first Saturday instead of the second Saturday because they had an event that wanted specifically the second Saturday um, that would be very beneficial to their well-being. Mm-hmm. And we said, of course, because they are so generous to us. 
So we moved one week ahead, and then with Thanksgiving being later, it really uh, put some pressure on things coming together. Right. But they're coming together Making beautifully, <laughs> and we made it work, and uh, we so appreciate the works. They are very generous uh, with us and to allow us to use that building for four days. For sure. Yeah, I you mean, need that's a, space a long that time. And, and there is a crew that will go back in on Monday and clean up. Uh, we, we always clean up before we leave on Saturday, but we'll go in and do a little bit more super cleaning for them just as, as a gift back to mm -hmm. them. Uh, there's a group of people that do that early in the week following the project every year. So, gotcha. so following the project, you guys are looking for monetary donations. Yes. Yes. Uh, any other volunteering opportunities? Not so much. Uh, this past year, we uh, there was a couple things that uh, we uh, were able to get out and talk to people about and stuff. A year ago, we were down at the art fair. This year, we didn't opt to do that. Uh, so it depends on how things play out uh, with what we might project to do in this next year. Uh, to get our, you know, get ourselves out there a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you assume everybody knows about you, and not everybody does. Right, right. Uh, a lot of new people have come into our community. People who maybe were in college when this thing started are now working in, in a really responsible job in this community. Maybe we need to talk to them a little bit right. more. So uh, those kind of things. Uh, we're always looking for uh, people, though, who would really want to be part of it and uh, uh, specifically, you know, as people, as I mentioned, some of us have sort of stepped back from doing some of the more direct things, uh, like gift wrapping in my case. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, you know, we're looking for others to come into those things. So yeah. if someone has an interest, they could message us through our Facebook page. Uh, we have some people who keep uh, very alert to that mm -hmm. and we'll message back to them uh, if they want some contact numbers and information. Awesome. So Facebook, and you guys keep your website pretty well updated? Yes, we just initiated a new website this summer. So, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, if anybody is interested in volunteering with Project Christmas or donating, we will post a link to their Facebook page as well as their website on 9in10news.com. Judy, thank you so much for coming in to talk to us. <laughs> And good luck with this year's event. Thank you. I, maybe you could pop out well, on Saturday if yes, you have time. Yes, I'd love to. We'd love to have you come through the door and take a look. All right. Thank Thanks. you so much, Judy. Thank you, Courtney. Again, that was Judy Coffee with Project Christmas. If there are any groups, nonprofits, charities, or even exceptional individuals you'd like to hear about, email me at CourtneyHunter at 9in10news.com. From podcast producer Joe Busick and myself, thanks for listening to the 9 in 10 for the Community by the Community podcast. <laughs>